News of the Times, History News Story. In this episode, we look at the famous case of Mary Ann Ansell poisoning her sister in an insane asylum. Historically, Mary Ann Hansel became the youngest woman to be hanged in private. Newspaper articles differ as to her age, a very common occurrence in newspapers as we have seen in other cases. The reports ranged of her having been 18 or 22 years old. Mary Ann's sister, 26-year-old Caroline, was regularly referred to as her older sister. Mary Ann also had the distinction of being the last woman to be hanged in the 19th century in the United Kingdom. Background Mary Ann came from a poor family. There were reported known incidents of mental illness in her family. Although Mary Ann herself was judged only to be silly, and always talking to herself by her mother. Mary Ann worked in service, as the great majority of women did in Victorian times. Mary Ann's older sister, Caroline Ansell, was an inmate at Leavesden Mental Asylum. Mental Illness In Victorian times, attitudes to mental illness were very different. The general policy was confined patients diagnosed with mental illness to large asylums which were built all over the country. One such facility was Leavesden Mental Asylum which had been built at Abbots Langley in Buckinghamshire by the Metropolitan Asylums Board to serve North London. Leavesden Mental Asylum was opened in 1870 to house quiet and harmless imbeciles and had over 1,500 patients, the majority of which, some 900, were women. It was in this facility that Mary Ann's sister, Caroline, was an inmate. About Mary Ann. Mary Ann, aged 18 or 22, worked as a maid to a wealthy household in Coram Street, in the then-fashionable Bloomsbury area of London and was engaged to a young man. Sadly, between Mary Ann and her fiancé, they were unable to afford the marriage as they could not pull together enough money to pay for the marriage licence, a cost of seven shillings and sixpence. As our regular listeners will know, insurance schemes and payouts had been in the news for quite some time. Mary Ann's idea, no doubt, inspired by the many news stories of the time, was to ensure her sister's life and then kill her to receive the payout and thereby obtain the money needed for the marriage licence with some extra money to spare. From her research, she discovered that a life assurance policy on her sister, costing her one shilling and five pence a week, would net her £22, worth approximately £3,600 in 2023 on the death of her sister and would easily resolve her monetary issues. The challenge was poisoning her sister in the insane asylum. 
Mary Ann devised the idea of baking a poisoned cake and sending it to her sister within Leavesden Mental Asylum. In this way, Mary Ann expected she would not be detected as the fault would lay within the asylum. Accordingly, Mary Ann went to the local chemists, purchased a phosphorus-based rat poison, made the treat and sent it through to her sister at Ward 7 in Leversden. Caroline, upon receiving the much-appreciated treat from her sister, decided to share it with her friends. Caroline ate the majority of the treat, but gave some to her friends as well. At this time there had been an outbreak of typhoid within the asylum, and the usual understaffed medical staff were pushed already. Caroline became severely unwell. The lag of her being seen due to the typhoid outbreak meant that doctors could do nothing for her when she was admitted into the infirmary and Caroline died in severe pain. A post-mortem was conducted against Mary Ann's wishes and phosphorus poisoning was found to be the cause of death. From here, it was easy to trace back to the remains of the treat the postmark of the wrapping paper and Mary Ann. Mary Ann was arrested by Superintendent Wood where she vehemently denied any knowledge of the poison. I know nothing whatever about it. I am as innocent a girl as ever was born, she stated to all who would hear her. When she was asked about the purchase of rat poison, she responded that she had purchased the poison to kill the rats in the wealthy residence in which she worked. The mistress of the house, Mrs Mahoney, denied that her house had a vermin issue and confirmed that she had not asked Mary Ann to purchase the rat poison. Within the trial, many witnesses were called and the evidence was damning. A shop assistant testified as to Mary Ann purchasing the rat poison. Evidence was produced of the remains of the treat, the post-mortem confirmation of phosphorus poisoning evidence confirmed the manner of her sister's death, and Mary Ann continued to plead her innocence but had no convincing defence. The jury took two hours to find her guilty and did not make a recommendation to mercy despite her age. She was sentenced to death and returned to St Albans Prison a prison with facilities for female prisoners, which had not had an execution since 1880. From the Croydon, Guardian and Surrey County Gazette, July 1899. A poisoning mystery and the subsequent execution of Mary Ansell. The circumstances of the crime will be fresh in the memory of our readers. In September last... The prisoner was in the service of Mr. and Mrs. Mooney at 42 Great Coram Street, W.C. On September the 6th, Mary Ann insured her sister Caroline's life for £22 and 10 shillings. Earlier in the present year, the prisoner purchased at a shop near Great Coram Street three or four bottles of phosphorus paste, ostensibly to kill rats. On the March the 9th, 
the deceased received a parcel bearing London WC postmark and containing a small flat yellow jam sandwich. The deceased, with two other inmates, ate the sandwich for tea, and all three fell ill. Caroline Ansell ultimately died in great agony from collapse. The prisoner wrote declining to allow a post-mortem examination to take place. Three days after her sister's death, Mary Ann applied for the insurance money, which, however, was withheld. Inquiries were, meanwhile, made into the circumstances attending the girl's death, and the result was Mary Ann was arrested. She denied all knowledge of the poisoned cake, but the jury, after over two hours of deliberation, found her guilty of the crime, and Mr Justice Matthew said that never in the course of his judicial experience had he had the misfortune to try a case in which so cold-blooded and revolting a crime had been committed to obtain so miserable an end. A Confession A star man writing from St Albans says that he is informed by the governor of the jail that Mary Ansell has left behind a confession of her crime. The police commissioner has been interviewed by a press representative and he had the opportunities of conversation with Mary Ansell before the death sentence was passed and though reluctant to speak, he at length did so and, as he said, in the interests of truth. Candidly, he said, I do not think she was insane. In all my dealings with her, I have come to the conclusion that her demeanour was more sullen than anything else. I have seen the parents, and the father emphatically denies that there is insanity in the family. As to the murdered sister, Caroline, the father said to the commissioner, according to the latter's statement, she was as right as you are until her brother was killed, and she then fretted so much that her mind gave way. Even though it seemed like a clear case of premeditated murder, there was considerable public agitation for a reprieve, possibly due to Mary's youth and family background. A resolution was passed by the Metropolitan Asylum Board urging for clemency for Mary Ann. Newspapers, such as the Daily Mail, also asked for a reprieve and tried to portray Mary Ann as the victim of society, a poor maidservant in service, and its headline, A One-Sided Investigation, complained that the Home Office had not made any effort to assess Mary Ann's mental state. Mary Ann's mother had told the press that she had been silly since the times she was at school and that she sometimes talked to herself. However, Mary Ann's father denied that there was any mental illness within the family, including Mary Ann. A hundred members of Parliament signed a petition on the day before she was due to die, calling for a week's postponement in carrying out the sentence while her mental state was determined. The Home Secretary, Sir Matthew White Ridley, remained unmoved, possibly due to the clear planning of the murder and determined 
that the law must take its course. In the letter from the Home Office, it was stated that the Secretary of State, having carefully considered all circumstances of the case and having caused special medical inquiry to be made as to the convict's mental condition by Dr. D. Nicholson, visitor in lunacy, and Dr. R. Brain, superintendent of the Broadmoor Asylum, under Section 2 of the Criminal Lunatics Act of 1884, has been unable to find sufficient grounds to justify him in advising Her Majesty to interfere with the course of the law. The press were excluded from the event, so detailed reports of her execution are few. A crowd estimated at around 2,000 had gathered at the main gate to see the black flag hoisted over the prison and the notice of execution posted. Some knelt silently in prayer at the appointed hour. From the Croydon Guardian and Surrey County Gazette, July 1899, Mary Ansell was executed in St Albans Jail on Wednesday morning for the murder of her sister, Caroline Ansell, aged 26, an inmate of Leavesden Asylum, Watford, by means of a poisoned cake conveyed to the deceased through the post. When she retired to bed on Tuesday night with the wardress watching over her, she rested well and rose refreshed at six o'clock in the morning under the care of her wardress. She washed and prepared for breakfast, but did not eat heartily. The prison chaplain was again in attendance upon her and remained with her from seven o'clock to the end. The condemned girl walked quietly to the scaffold, attended by the chief wardress and Mr. Lloyd, the chief warden in charge of the prison, with the Reverend Henry H. Fowler, the aged prison chaplain, walking behind. The execution was private, but it was carried out in a satisfactory manner by Billington. The condemned girl seemed scarcely to realise even to the last that she would be hanged, and, though assured that all hope of a reprieve was useless, she held tenuously to the belief that one would be granted. It was only when the procession was actually formed that her last hope vanished, and she was in a condition of collapse when the bolt was drawn. Aftermath Mary Ann's body was examined by the prison surgeon, Eustace Henry Lipscomb, who, as required by law, signed the death certificate. An inquest was held at 10 a.m., and the chief warder told the jury that Mary's death had been instantaneous and that her neck had been broken. Mary Ann was buried in an unmarked grave within the prison later in that day. A Home Office file made public in 2000 revealed that Mary Ann had confessed to sending Caroline the poison treat, as she thought that the death would not be investigated because her sister was in an asylum. That concludes this episode of Mary Ann Ansell poisoning her sister 
in an insane asylum. We really hope you enjoyed the show. If you did enjoy the show, we would be grateful if you would subscribe to our channel. The support really helps us. We're aiming for 1,000 subscribers. If you've already subscribed, thank you. Your support is very much appreciated. This has been News at the Times, and I am Robin Coles.